Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and as you can see, or, and you'll hear today, I am not with Pastor Nick today. I am in Studio B. That's what we call this, by the way, Studio B. Studio A is over there, Studio B C is over there. This is Studio B. All right. But we are here with Aaron and Victoria Hood. Welcome, guys. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah. Well, I'm excited that you guys are here. Um, first and foremost, I guess we need to find out um, before we get into like all the nitty gritty stuff because we've had already like lots of conversations. Yeah. Right? We've been we've been here a couple of days. Yeah. But for for the people that are out there, because we have guests that listen, I say audience that listens in Germany, Norway, Israel, South America. Uh, different parts of Asia, I mean, Africa, yes. people from all over the world that listen to this podcast, right? I would say the smallest portion of our audience is actually in Beit Tehillah, <laughs> you know? Um, which, by the way, thank you guys for being here. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe to all that good stuff, whatever um, platform you're on, listening or watching this. We appreciate all that and your prayers. We covet your prayers. Um, but Aaron and Victoria Hood. So who are Aaron and Victoria Hood, I guess, is where we could start. Yeah, so I'm Aaron. This is Victoria. And uh, we are a part of Love and Purity Ministries. So um, you've probably heard of Love and Purity Ministries before. Braden and Tally, uh, yep. the founders of that. Um, but that came out of, was birthed out of Hyovel. Uh, I know probably even more people have heard of it. Yep. Um, but a, a part of Hyovel and what Hyovel really came from at the very beginning was a family unit. Mm-hmm. It was the Waller family going to Israel, working together as a family. Yeah. And that family message really resonated with a lot of people here in the States. And, and they had family weeks and people were just in love yeah with the idea that families could work together be together bring dads home and moms in in, in the picture and um so brayden really grabbed hold of that and um, as a good firstborn as a good firstborn yeah. Yeah. i mean yeah he's totally behind his dad his dad's blessing him in this work and they're it's back and forth all good yeah um but brayden is you know in Missouri, that's where our base is, out of uh, mm-hmm. Patterson, Missouri. Yeah, uh, it's in the middle of uh, Wayne County. I mean, hmm. I, I don't know if anybody's familiar with that area, but uh, and so Braden's been doing this for a number of years. Sure. Um, right after Victoria and I got married, I we it's a long story. We'll get into that at some <laughs> point about how the Hood family and has met the Waller family and how we uh, grew up with each other. But um, so Braden has been working the last probably five years steady. Um, probably on Love and Purity, uh, mm-hmm. Love and Purity time. Ministries. Um, 2012 was when Love and Purity did its first road tour. Um, actually, it was 13. It had to been a 13 because we got married in 13. Yeah, actually, it was 14. But 14. So 2013 yeah. was when we got married, and then the next year we went on the first Love and Purity road tour, my wife and I. It's been something that's very close to our heart as well. Yeah. Um, and the mission of Love and Purity is to uh, prepare the bride. Yeah. The church mm-hmm. for the coming bridegroom king. What and a mission. So we are just trying to give a, a holiness message, a preparation message, message one of uh, sanctification, right? Sure. And, you know, this movement of coming back to the, the Torah and understanding what is holiness. Yeah. What does holiness look like? What sure. does God ask of us? And uh, growing in that, you know, not taking off, you know, taking on, you know, uh, a weight greater than we can bear, but starting with the what I like to call the elementary principles of the gospel. Yeah, yeah just walking in, in in faithfulness to your spouse, uh, you know, truth on your lips, uh, with integrity, you know, diligence, throwing off slothful, slothfulness and greediness, and and, and really trying to uh, get those things in our hearts, you know, loving our neighbor as ourselves. Sure. And then uh, letting the the fringes and the the things that are on the outside that, that show on the outside, let those also become a part. But to work with the heart matters. And so mm-hmm. that's what, what our heart is, to really get some cleanse, you know, secret sins, things yeah, like that. Yeah. Getting clean before the Father. 
um, deliverance. All and, of this uh, sounds very Christian. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> you know, like imagine that, like like following Jesus stuff, like blocking and tackling the basics. Blocking yeah. and tackling meaning like football analogy, you know. Well, like, you know, I think it is understood as Christian. That's I for believe. the heathens that are listening. They only, they got that because they're into sports and entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, there's, shame there's on you. I'm kidding. No there's, shame. There's hope can, at the end there, of the There is hope. Yeah. There's hope. So that was another podcast that Braden and I did about the NFL. If you go back to uh, the Love and Pretty podcast, you can find that. Yeah? yeah. How funny. <laughs> yeah, NFL good. on trial. Ah, so interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. I don't want to get too far off topic with all of that <laughs> kind of stuff, but um, it is interesting how the closer you get to the Lord, certain things just don't seem that appealing. Mm-hmm. And I would say that uh, I have, I've, I'm not necessarily for or against the NFL or anybody or any organization because I'm just ignorant, I think, on the topic. <laughs> um, but there is an ignorance level that I have probably because I used to work at the, where the Bucks play. Mm-hmm. So I used to work at the stadium. I used to work where the Tampa Bay Lightning play. And uh, I'll still be casually interested in things uh, when they're doing really well. Call me fair weather yeah, friends. So I'm not even, like from a secular standpoint, I'm not even a good fan, <laughs> even from their standard. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, other things grab your attention, and I think that that's you only have so much affection to give away, mm-hmm. and the more affection mm-hmm. you give to the Lord, right? He's yep. going to then download and kind of give you mm-hmm. where are the places where your affection right. should be, and you know, as you mentioned, to your spouse, right? Yeah. To your kids, mm-hmm. to your family, working together, you know, um, doing the work of the Lord, ministry, mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, I think it's, um, you know, He does all that for you, yeah. right? So, um, all right, so Aaron and Victoria Hood, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So previously victoria waller so you're a waller mm-hmm. right so you're right. number six number six. six oldest girl oldest girl so do you feel like a firstborn i mean i do actually that, uh, yeah I, d- I feel like well because pretty much if you have brothers they're mm-hmm. pretty much children anyways right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, maybe no. not anymore maybe yeah, they've no. matured to some point yeah. well they were always like my major role models ah so i've yeah. always looked up to them you've got good brothers I, you've I got good brothers, brothers. yeah, yeah. 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 I always can, felt very oh, protected and oh yeah. yeah. Yep. She yeah. was the uh the experiment, you know, she was the the different one. <laughs> like yeah. man, yeah. what Mr. is Tommy, this? Yeah. <laughs> is this a girl? Like <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. yeah. Which thankfully for me I, then I had two sisters to follow. Boom, so we boom. Had yeah, three that's sisters good. Sisters in a yeah. row, brother, sister, brother. So had some camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I wasn't good. like all on my own kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. tough. But Mac Tanner's the youngest, right? Yes. See, Mac Tanner has a special place in my heart. I told you I, I pruned with Mac Tanner yes. a bunch, and so he and I got to hang out, and uh, he's a special, special yeah. young yeah, man. Still. I would say kid, but he's not a kid anymore. I know. I was know? talking the other day, and then just like Victoria would like raised him, and then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That wasn't that long ago. Was <laughs> he's it? like, he's 18? <laughs> what? 18? <laughs> this is absurd. Wow. Yeah. So time, time is, has, uh, and that's part of, part of our message. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Time flies. We all know it. Yeah. And so uh, what's our priorities? Yeah. So, are we so Love and Purity is based in, uh, you said Patterson, Missouri, Patterson, so Southeast Missouri. Southeast Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have a, a large campus up there, right? Yeah. So uh, we have uh, close to 80 acres there. Um, wow. That, 80 uh, acres. We've been ministering off of for the past, you know, uh, Highvale's done some family weeks there. We just had another family week for, uh, you know. Love and Purity hosted a family week. Sure. And uh, Mr. Tommy and Miss Sherry were able to be there. Yeah. Uh, well, know, so was a lot of people that aren't yeah. normally right. there, right? Aren't normally yeah. there because of, you know, the COVID and, and having to come back for visa situations and stuff. And so, man, it was just fanta- fantastic. It was yeah. wonderful. People really um, grabbing hold of the times and the the, the need for uh, for getting serious with God. And, yeah. And um, just... So this this campus that you guys have over there, um, it used to be some sort of an educational center, right? Right. So yes. it's got like so dorms and, and, okay. and stuff, Teen Challenge, and some Baptist um, churches used it, you know. And um, then you know that kind of went away because it's it's pretty isolated, pretty um, far out in the sticks. What we would call the middle of nowhere. <laughs> kind of the middle of nowhere. I mean, I I grew up in what I thought was a country, but man, this is it's out there. <laughs> you and thought you were the country. I thought in Tennessee. I was in the country yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, so then. We, we host uh, Shabbat meetings there. Ah, okay. uh, we have, we've had Shavuot gatherings. We have Sukkot. We have uh, we do the whole unleavened bread. That's family week. Oh yeah, yeah. And so people come. We have Passover and all of uh, unleavened bread together. Um, we have uh, hopefully in the near future we we tried a, a marriage retreat. Oh, uh, we'll yeah. have a marriage retreat, and uh, then we've got uh, a family uh, weekend. Uh, Colin and Nancy Campbell. Which is the above uh, rubies? Above rubies, okay. Yeah, and they'll they'll be coming out, and uh, so we we. So we that's probably your next events. big event, right? 
in August. Well, Shavuot will be the next. Okay, so Shavuot, and, and then, then the yeah, the right. retreat. Yeah. Got it. And so, if somebody has a desire to go and be with somebody during Shavuot, mm-hmm. right during yeah, that yeah. weekend, come. They could come to you guys, yeah. and you guys. So they would go to your website, loveandpurity.com. They could yep. find the event, exactly. and then what do they? They just contact you guys and kind of give them the lowdown on like if they bring a camper or if they yeah, absolutely we've stay got in a, a dorm. We've got some housing available. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the you just email uh, for info, and yeah. then we've got somebody that'll shoot back. How many campsites do you have over there? We have nearly twenty. We have twenty uh, RV sites. So full hookups. Full hookups without sewage. Nah, so we've got man. No sewage. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Still gotta have the honey tank, but yeah. uh, we're working on that. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we have some bathhouses out there. Unlimited tent. Unlimited tent. Tent space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eighty acres of. <laughs> Eighty acres. <laughs> Which is pretty much unlimited. I mean, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I hope, I hope one day we'll fill it up. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would so. All right, so cool. So you guys actually have like a, a real asset. Like, I mean, the real estate there is an asset for you guys to be able to host things there. Right. And you guys are taking advantage of that mm-hmm. and bringing people in. Because I think one of the issues that we have, um, and this is my personal opinion, is that we're surrounded by the world, right? Mm-hmm. So like even here at Beta Gila, right, we're in Brandon, Florida, which is a suburb of Tampa. Um, right now where we're sitting is like one of the, like it's probably the hottest real estate market in the country right now. Oh. There, there's probably 100,000 people a year uh, moving to Florida. Right? Mm-hmm. At, at, it might even be a month, 100,000 a month or something. It's some, there's The numbers are Crazy. stupid, mm-hmm. right? We're... <laughs> We're just we're having an influx of people, and they're coming from everywhere. Right. And so we see that here at Bait Tahila. We get people from every denomination, every walk of life, um, single, married, uh, and then, you know, add the Hebrew roots element to this. And we don't even need to discuss all the <laughs> stuff that we get um, from that spectrum, regard. That full spectrum yeah. of Hebrew roots, right? Mm-hmm. And And ideologies and things like that. And we're over here like, hey, let's keep Jesus the main thing, mm-hmm. right? That's the main thing, the main thing. That's Yeshua's... Right. Where our focus is, um, which can be difficult in the Hebrews because we're always chasing the Gnostic pieces, right? Yep. But then also, um, you know, keeping an ideology of, hey, you know, we love Israel, right? So yeah. there's a whole spectrum of the Hebrews that's anti-Semitic, right? Mm, they yeah. Thinks the Jews are like devil's children or something like that. It's hard to believe, but yeah, they're out there. It's not that hard to believe yeah. if you're in it, right? So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they they're there, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, and so, you know, we have an Israel flag that's right here on the corner yeah. of, the, of our platform every week, week in and week out. Um, you know, we go to Israel, we support the Jewish people and all this, and we believe in the reconciliation of the whole house of Israel and the, the uh, reconciliation of Jews and Christians. Just, I mean, just from a relational standpoint, yeah. even if there wasn't a prophecy in the mix, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just to say, hey, listen, we've both done like bad things. All right, maybe not we, but... The hist- there's history of bad things. Right. You know, we should we should reconcile mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we have a common worldview. Yep. We have common interests, and we have a common enemy. Yep. Right, and we could work together to you know maybe sure our footing mm-hmm. in, in all those regards. So, so to that standpoint, mm. this can be uh, this is a safe haven yep. I think for people uh, for sure. So I don't want to paint it a picture like we've got a bunch of heathen here because it's not the case, right? Right. It's still a church, yeah, right? Every week, we, you know, we get, yeah. we're a body of Christ here, worshiping God, and um, I think we've been very well protected because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit's done a lot of work mm-hmm. there for us and on our behalf and and helping us. Um, but there's still a wheat and tares element there. Uh, but when you have a place that you can go to, that's a even more protected, a set-apart, holy right. place, like yeah. Love and Purity Ministries. Um, I mean, do you see that that helps people, like being immersed in the culture? Or? Yeah, I think it is. You know, it's our place is somewhere you don't get to unless you're going there. I mean, it's uh, back <laughs> in there. And, um, you know, I, I just want to encourage you. I mean, it's, it's yeah. been a real blessing for us to see the the, the difference, the the, the the sole purpose of like how people's focus on Yeshua draws people together. Yeah, it does. It draws people together yeah. and different places and, and, and understanding the respect for each other. Yeah. Not just respect for the Jewish people and where sure. they're at and their sure. respect for us, but respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we have felt like Braden has for years been trying to create a culture yeah. and a community of people that don't split. Yeah. You know, that's like the common thing. Like you, you come together and then you have a difference in opinion, you split. Yeah. You know, and that's and we've it's years of history, you know, yeah. in the Christian church, especially. I mean, you've heard like 
the Jews and the three synagogues, right? Or two synagogues, one Jew on the island, he has two synagogues. <laughs> one that he goes to, one that he'd never set foot in, you know? So, I mean, it's it's a I've heard a two plot. Jews, three opinions. I've yeah. Heard that <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a um, a cancer that's in, in all faiths. Yeah. And, and um, so what we are trying to do is because, what does Yeshua say? He says, you'll know them by their love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Braden has clung to that verse, and he says, you, they will know us by our love. Not just for the uh, the lost, yeah, but for each other, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've really tried to to make that a, a focal point in in the love and purity ministries, love and purity ministries, yeah, to uh, show compassion and love, well meaning, even if you know the person is uh, spewing hurt. Because I feel like a lot of times where this hatred and yeah. this dissension stuff comes from comes from hurt. Yeah, uh, there's a hurt world out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, we speak to that. You know, we we recognize that. You know, the word even says, "Esteem others better than yourself." Sure. You know, go the extra mile. You know, that's what Yeshua spoke. And uh, our pride gets in the way so often. My pride gets in the way so yeah. often. Often, you know, not you me. Feel, <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you're giving so much, and uh, but you know, this is a, a this is a faith of dead people. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna really see the power of God move in your life, act like you're a dead person, mm-hmm. and uh, let people walk over you, mm-hmm. and um, to God be the glory. He's the Avenger. That's you know? right. He's the He's the one who will judge between the living and the dead. Sure. And um, so we are trying to walk this out with the. And so when people come, we have obviously for the good of the body, we have rules. Sure. Right. Just so it's just like it's in the Torah. We have rules. We have guidelines, modesty guidelines. People that come and stay with us, and we. We um we have made those to be not anything we wouldn't uh we would we would consider a problem so that if something happens we address it sure and not just uh we want to be somebody that uh, actually has a culture of safety yeah and uh, it's regardless of age uh, whether you're 13 14 or 55 75 you know it's an accountability culture it's not a youth culture it's not an old elder culture. It's a faith culture, yeah, and uh, accountability goes across all age spectrums, and that's what uh, we've felt uh, a real, as of late, a real move of the spirit. Uh, you know, because the betrothal and the modesty guidelines can be, you know, like focused on the young a lot of times. Yeah, you know, like they just don't understand. You know, they're trying to fit in. A lot of the young ladies want to be you know, beautiful, and the world's telling them this is what beautiful is. And, yeah, and they. The men are happy to make them feel beautiful, yeah, you know, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, to their so own detriment. To their own detriment, yeah. but they are beautiful. And, and, you know, that's not the way that they need to be shown that they're beautiful, valued, yeah. right? Yeah. In, a, in a marriage relationship, you know, value, time, and emotion is what you put into a marriage to make it really blossom. You know, the romance mm-hmm. would probably be the last thing, you know, that uh, really makes a relationship work. But um, so we have these modesty guidelines, and we're trying to make it something that is across the whole spectrum. Yeah. An accountability issue. We want all to be accountability, have accountability so that uh, we can grow. Yeah. And so grow in the faith and uh, not have distractions. So I know that there's going to be a certain sector of the the public out there, right? So, I mean, again, there's a a desensitization of the church when it comes to the world. Mm Mm-hmm and call it the principles thereof yes you know just the behaviors the things that are okay the things that are not okay and i think that there probably is some gray area mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. um where like let's say it's it's modesty guidelines you know mm-hmm. what i mean where or it's um you know guidelines of the age of accountability or when is this acceptable or that acceptable or whatever it's an adult right what right <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> which that may differ from person to person, person we may take that on case yeah. by case yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, when I hear that somebody has a standard, my immediate reaction is I like that. I'd like people that have a standard, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I think so many times people pick on the standard, but I'm like, well, what's your standard? Right. And it's like, whoa, don't put a standard on, you know, it's almost like there's a rebellious spirit that says, mm-hmm. I don't want to p- have a standard put on me, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that there's something to be said for pick a standard and run with it, yeah. you know? Um, a godly standard, right? It's one that you can, you know, put through. from the Word. Right, right. Absolutely. And Uh, and remarkably, I mean, there's not much on modesty in the Word. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very little spoken of subject because we believe that it's from the heart. Well, it's also common sense. And it's, you know, there's some (laughs) elements of common sense there, but, you know, it really is, you know, a uh, young man could be flirtatious, you know, and, but his, but his heart's not there. And right. so it's not flirtatious. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's saying the same words, sure. but his heart 
yeah. is not do, is not in that place, and so it, it doesn't come across. It really comes down to heart. What we've mm-hmm. seen is it, it's in the heart of the person. If yeah. the person's heart is to be kind and uh, considerate and, and not flirtatious or um, uh, killing a romance, then he'll be able to to have a, a conversation or say some things that would be considered flirtatious and it won't come across that way. Yeah. I feel like I remember Braden making a comment about not awakening love before it's time before it's time yeah you know and uh you know tally speaks uh, to that maybe you can say something about that um because i, I do feel like men are kind of they they don't really know what love is <laughs> they, you know they, it's not like they they have a romance in their mind you know sure. and, and that's maybe kind of what they think love is mm-hmm. but they have the tendency to be able to to without they, they don't attach themselves as easily yeah as the women do. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. something that's true? And so how would you think? Yeah, I would say definitely emotionally, us girls are a lot, we're a lot more emotional. That's just, yeah. No. Um, yeah, believe it or not. Um, so, yeah, growing up, I'm so thankful for my parents' um, guidance. I mean, basically, they came out of total the dating scene. I mean, they were Christians, but my mom says they were the biggest hypocrites on the campus. I mean, yeah. it's just like you just, it's almost like, you know, your faith is over here in this box, and then life's over here in this box. Yeah, it's compartmentalized. It's, it's yeah, not, uh, not together. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so they were like, "We don't want that for you. We right. want something better. We don't want you to have to go into your relationship, your your marriage relationship, with a bunch of trash, a bunch yeah, of garbage." Baggage. So I'm like, "Oh, that sounds good to me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but. Uh, like actually walking that out, I, d- I definitely needed guidance in that. Like sure. I, you're 14, 15, 16 years old. You know, yeah, like Aaron said, all us girls, we want to be beautiful. We want we want to be loved. We want, you know, there's all those things. Um, so I am so thankful. And it is totally a godly thing to be attracted yeah. to the opposite gender. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that is that a good God thing. God gave us that for marriage. Um, so I'm so thankful for the, the parameters that my parents put sure. there, um, cause they said, no, you know, uh, you don't need to be having long conversations with, with young men or, um, and so that really helped me. Uh, uh, but uh, at the same time, like Aaron's, so we actually, we've known each other our whole lives. Um, I'm three years younger, so I've known him my whole life. Yeah, um, three and a half. I robbed the cradle. Ah. Um, so, and we spent a lot of time around each other. <clears throat> so, um, sorry, this water. Yeah. So it, it was a just a <laughs> this c- culture that Mr. Tommy, Miss Sherry, because it started out. I don't know if Braden or anybody uh, shared the story with you, but it was a bet that started this whole thing. Huh. One of Mr. Tommy's friends said, there's no way. Was it Tommy or your mom? It was my mom's best friend. Mom's best friend yeah. said, Sherry, there's no way in this culture you can bring your children of age pure. Yeah, to, the, to their wedding. Uh, Being pure. Young pure. men today, it's impossible. Huh. And my mom said, oh, you want to bet. Or <laughs> Miss Sherry said, said, you want to yeah. bet. And, and, and from that was this, like, surely, surely. right? Surely it's possible. Surely it's got to be yeah. possible. There was this, like, uh, abandonment into this is just the way it is. Yeah. Broken relationships and multiple marriages and child support and foster children and all, all of this stuff, you know, that comes from all these immoral relationships. It's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. That's the people's minds. People's minds have begun to just be like, this is the way it is. Yeah. I think like Aaron talks about a lot when he's sharing, it's, he's a, we got to recognize the battle. And so I think that's what it was for my parents was, for her to say that was them being like, whoa, there is, this is a battle. This is not, we can't just, oh, everything's going to be okay. No, you can't take it for granted. We, yeah. Can't we're walk gonna, through life, lottie dotty. You yeah, know, like, they'll make it. They'll yeah. make it. Um, this Throw is a battle the, we have to fight for. Yeah. So they just really took it <clears throat> intentionally. But uh, yeah. as far as so, keeping, your heart, keeping your heart, how do you yeah. not awaken love? So that was time. just something that my parents really, they were like, you know, uh, we want you to not, um, not awaken those feelings uh, until it's time yeah and um so it was still a battle for me and my mind especially like you know aaron was around a lot and so um (laughs) i was like this guy's amazing you know whatever and so even so i'm 
I'm so thankful that we had the, the parameters that we did have because it stayed a, a battle in my mind. It didn't become, like, I can't imagine if, if we were allowed to just hang out and talk and whatever, yeah. like, how probably that could the probably, would have ruined, probably would have ruined it. Yeah, exactly. probably would have completely ruined it. <laughs> exactly. um, so, and, you know, and, and I don't want to, like, I'm totally real. Like, you know, Aaron wasn't the only guy that I ever thought, you know, hey, maybe he's the guy, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and, uh, and that made me realize, well, my heart is really... Uh, unpredictable wait the <laughs> heart, heart of man is, is deceitfully like, wicked right exactly not a woman though so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so but <clears throat> keeping those safe those boundaries right. helps your heart stay in check and the reason that's so important is because we've had issues where young ladies had in their mind that that person was going to be their spouse and then he married somebody else yeah and they were yeah. just as heartbroken as if they'd actually been dating and like had been connected and the <laughs> young man never knew about it you know yeah. And uh, so that's why it's so important. You know, the, the goal or the, the object is to not can be connected without the, uh, the concrete, the covenant, right? The betrothal right. covenantness of, or the, the, um, the commitment, you know, yeah. um, that should precede the romance. Yeah. The commitment has got to be there um, that this is for, for marriage. This is for raising up godly offspring. This is for God's glory, first sure. and foremost. Uh, so it's it's not just for the fun of it. Yeah. There's a lot of fun in, in being married. You know, it's amazing. It's uh, part of God's picture for us of how His love is for His the, the body. Right? Yeah. You know, the Son is is like longing to gather His bride, and uh, so we get to see that in our earthly relationships between a bridegroom and a bride. Yeah. And every time we get to see this played out, and we see the bridegroom coming to get his bride. So beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I, uh, we were, uh, I would say, I don't want to say left to our own devices, right? She had great parents. I have great parents. Um, she, I think, realized probably better than I did the importance of purity in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? And so um, that was just something kind of that I understood at going into it. And I figured somewhere along the way that she was worth it, right? Cause, yeah. Um, it was obviously important to her, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, praise the Lord. Um, you know, we waited till we got married. Um, and I would love to say that because dating, even though we went through the dating process mm-hmm. um, for two years, right? It's it's tough on a young man, yes. right? I mean, this is, this, and I'm sure on her as well, but um, the there's a piece of this also that like, you know, I, I would, I, I'd make the, the statement that I hit the lotto, right? Because right. at the end of the day, there was no guided process, yeah. right? It mm-hmm. wasn't like, Hey son, this is, you know, what you want to look for in a spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the qualities you want to, you know, check on her family and all these things. And, yeah. um, and not so much because you're going to disqualify somebody because of something, but because there needs to be a knowledge and an acknowledgement going into things that this is the decision that you're making. Absolutely. Because marriage is forever. Exactly. Right? So you have to be ready to say, hey, I am committing to this. Right. And I know what I'm committing to. Exactly. Which is, I think, one of the big problems today is that we think that dating is going to give us all of that information. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's just not true because what do you do when you date? You bring your representative. Yeah. You send your best representative uh, to go on dates and this and that. And, and so what that has led to is it's led to this other process that people have of cohabitating, living together. Oh, I got to know this person. Like, can't just date this person. I need to like, know, yeah. know this person. <laughs> right. And then it's like, well, then at that point, why get married? Right. And then unfortunately, that's what's happened. They don't. People yeah. have realized the hypocrisy of, well, why bother getting married now? Or mm-hmm. just live like we're married. Let's just cohabitate. And, you know, if this ever doesn't work out, then the law will tell us, you know, now we're in a, you know, common law marriage or whatever. And so it just muddies the whole water, makes mm-hmm. it something that is not supposed to be. And it's really unfortunate because it could have such a beautiful beginning right. mm-hmm. and ending. And my other thought on that and kind of part of the reason I brought it up is there is such an awesome thing when a, you mentioned the next generation, right? Yeah. When the testimony that somebody has is the Lord kept me and because of the good decisions of my parents or my grandparents or whoever, I have been kept in the way of the Lord and I have done things the right way. Amen. Because what is it, you know, you have a big camp meeting yeah. 
and it's this guy was addicted to heroin and now he, the Lord saved him or this person came out of, you know, the adult industries or or whatever, yep. whatever the testimony is. It's always a death to life testimony, right. which is there's That's nothing amazing. wrong with that. Absolutely. Right. Those are amazing testimonies. But I feel like we say something in those times that we don't really acknowledge out loud that the unwritten or the unsaid thing is the only good real testimonies are the ones where you really went and you really screwed went everything yeah, up right. yeah. <laughs> and then the lord had to so your wild yeah. oats. right so your wild oats and the lord had to save you from it yeah um save you from yourself so to speak mm-hmm. and and so i feel like one of the pieces of that i like about love and purity is the acknowledgement of that and the yeah. celebration of that of doing things right that hey by the way you can be an example, right? There's yeah. a whole cultural example of mm-hmm. the way to do it. You yes. know? And I think that's what lacks. I think yeah. culture lacks that. Yeah, I just, you know, it's so true because, you know, I've had the opportunity to do some uh, GL ministry uh, up in Missouri, and, and I'm talking to these guys, and, and, yeah, they've got, a lot of these guys have that testimony, you know. Yeah. Of course, but they're in jail. You can ask any of them, right? <laughs> yeah, that falling down. I mean, down, they're innocent, they're, I, they're, uh, but, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I, I would... I would ask these people, would you f- would you go back? Like, if you could go back and change it, would you? And I bet you 100% of them would say, oh, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. go back and change it in a heartbeat. Yeah. So why, why would we think that that would be something that we would find fulfillment in or we sure. would find some kind of— And, and I, I think it really comes from a lack of understanding of what salvation is. Sure. What mm-hmm. is, like, being condemned to sin. Like, you don't have to be caught in adultery. You don't have to have a drug addiction. You don't have to have pornography addictions to be saved from something. Right. Like, if you got angry at your brother, if you were hateful, if you have gluttony, if Ugh. you have— bitterness or hatred in your Wait, heart. Wait, those are all sins too? These are sins too. <laughs> and, and you know, there's so many folks, that, young folks that I yeah. talk to that are in this walk that don't realize that they have a testimony. Yeah. And it's by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That's the only thing that's going to carry us through. So if we don't have an understanding, if we don't understand what we've been saved from, that sure. we have been saved yeah. from little white lies, we, the, we have all fallen under sin. Is what yeah. the scripture says. For all have sinned yeah. and fallen short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter if it was murder or if it was you took your brother's lollipop and ate yeah. it. You know ah, what I'm saying? You know, it's like you stole. You know, you yeah. stole something. Like you're a sinner. We are. Yeah. We were sinners. You know, the worst sin is pride. Pride. And you know, and that's so. Again, my wife and I being, you know, not opposites by any stretch, but you know, her growing up in church, being a good little girl, and me being more rebellious um those of us that have been forgiven much we love much mm-hmm. right yeah. so it's it's just a real easy concept for me mm-hmm. to understand forgiveness yep. and how like i escaped the punishment oh, right yes. you know yeah, right. <laughs> you know I, mean? I have escaped the punishment um but somebody that did it all right you know mm-hmm. at least in their mind, mind. right mm-hmm. and i think that's a, they're fooling themselves right who did yeshua come against the most Oof. Right? it was the religious leaders yeah. the ones who had it all together you know, yeah. it wasn't the blind men. It wasn't the broken. It wasn't the adulteresses. It wasn't. Yeah. They came. Yeah. They understood. Right. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, the blind men, what did he say? He said, have mercy on me, yeah. son of David. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got we've to remember and we've got to cry out for mercy. Yeah. You know, we are just as guilty. We are just as fallen. And we have a, a strong testimony. Sure. And it's got to be one of victory over sin. It's got to be one mm-hmm. from life to more life. Mm-hmm. Life upon life, blessing upon blessing. Yeah, we don't have to start at the bottom to make our way up. Yeah. For our children, I don't want my children to walk in that. Yeah. I mean, my dad. Yes, my dad is the reason why I'm here today. Sure, because he walked out in faith. You know, he came from that death into life. And when I share testimonies in the jail, I share my dad's testimony, and then I share about how his decisions changed my life. Yeah. That's a generational testimony. Yep. I didn't have to go do the same things my dad did. Amen. I don't have to go back there. I can see the testimony of my dad. I can heed the words of my father on earth and my father in heaven and choose the right way, yeah. the right path the first time. Yeah. You can do it. It's, it's, and, and others will see the fruit. Yeah. We were saying it before. Yeah, this is, I think, also why the Jewish people traditionally are so dogmatic about their traditions. Absolutely. And about the telling of the stories. That's why God gives the commands of memorializing the Passover and these other things oh, yeah. so that people would not forget. Yeah. Because so quickly we forget that. I see this phrase, it's every once in a while used, and it's, um, you know, what is it? Hard times create strong men, mm-hmm. right? Strong men create good times, right? 
good times create weak, weak men, men and weak men create hard, hard times. times. And then the cycle starts over yes. and over and over. And so what we want is we want to get out of that cycle. Right. You Absolutely. know, we want to escape it. Not only the only way because and that's because that's, that's a man made cycle. Oh, right. Yeah. And so the only way we get out of that cycle is through the blood of Jesus, right. right? And through that's right. Uh, recognition right. of the salvation process. I mean, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? He's right. the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. It was a generational thing. Yeah. It wasn't just God of Abraham. Yeah. It wasn't just the God of Abraham and Isaac, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. That's what he wants to be known. He says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. He's the God of generations. Sure. And, you know, we have, you know, Isaac, you know, he never left the land. We don't we don't hear a whole lot about right, Isaac, yeah, right? Yeah, the promise. Because, yeah. you know, he was that that good little good little boy, you know, that yeah. recognized his purpose and and were only child, you know, and he had so much given to him. Jacob struggled with God. Right. But he still, you know, he still was a part of the story. Yeah, he still you know, made he's it. Still, you know, God says, you have struggled with God and with man, and you have prevailed. Yeah. I think that our greatest thing is just not struggling. Yeah. I think we're not fighting hard enough. Yeah. Or we're not, yeah. we're just giving up, you know, in this culture where convenience is that God. Yeah. We don't struggle. We yeah. don't struggle. We struggle not against flesh and blood. We think oh, we do, man. but principalities and powers, it's the scenes behind. I think recognizing that uh, the battle that we're in, will compel us to give the effort, the time, and the emotions into what really matters to us. Sure. It's, it's time to get off the fence. You know, I think the relevance of the things of the Spirit and the importance of them, I think, in just again in today's culture, just takes such a back burner. Oh, yeah. And the fact that the battle is not mm-hmm. in front of us. It's right. not what we see, right? right? It's the unseen battle yeah. that is the robot, and it only comes through seeking God, you know what I mean? That that we have victory, yeah. Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's like prayer, right? Yeah. We're, we're, it's one of the things that uh, Love and Purity Ministries has begun is a prayer house. We yeah. want to get to 24-7, but we're right now we're just an hour in the morning and an hour at night. We have yeah. prayer and worship. We're praying for the government. We're praying for trafficking. We're praying against abortion. We're praying into our community. We're praying into the larger community. And, you know, that's men that are praying is a power. Absolutely. Because it, it's a total denial that what is in this life is all that there is. It's a total denial. When a man is in, investing, he's laboring, he's travailing in prayer. Yeah. He is investing into another life. Yeah, absolutely. He knows it. He understands it. The Jewish people praying three times a day. Oh, yeah. In the airport. I've seen them. Oh, yeah. In the airport. In the airplane. In the, in the airplane. I'm like, which way are we facing? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> in, in boats, in cars pulled to the side of the road, they're in prayer. Yeah. They're in prayer. They know there's a life after. They know yeah. that they're investing into that. The Christian church needs to get into prayer. Yeah. You know, War Room came out, and everybody's like, oh, my closet. You I know. know. I want to get yeah. in my closet. I, I just challenge you. How many of you are still in your closet? Yeah. You know? No, it's, it's tough. A, it, it, we're, we're so emotion-led, and I think emotions need to be connected, but, man, God's really looking for someone who's going to stay the course. Well, and to your point, I think that there's a, a culture of Christianity that would pick on the way that Jewish people pray, right. right? You know, like, oh, the liturgical manner mm-hmm. that they do it, or that, oh, it's, you know, the same things mm-hmm. over and over and over yeah. again, the Amidah, you right. know, the Shema, all this stuff. And, like, I look at that and I say, that's working clearly because they're doing it. They're you praying. Know, they're they're praying, praying, right? Whereas the people that pick on it usually aren't praying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a big deal, you know? Like, I've never heard, like, Lars on Arson pick on the way Jewish people pray. No. Nope. Why? Yeah, because he's a prayer. Praying. He's a guy. He's, <laughs> he's like, guy you know what? Every once prayer. in a while, when I'm in my prayer closet for three and a half hours, he speaks with his Swedish accent or whatever, yeah. and he's like, "Wait, three? What? I mean, hey, some liturgy helps out a little <laughs> right. bit, you know? Let me get some of that Lord's prayer going well, on, I mean, you know? It's like the, the apostles. They asked Yeshua, like, how do we pray? Yeah, he gave them the prayer. Right, right, he right. Gave them he a didn't thing say don't say. pray. Yeah, he didn't say you know, well, just whenever <laughs> you feel pray. He right. said, no, no, this is how you should pray. He didn't say that. Yeah, and so, like, there, there's something to that. We read scriptures. The Psalms is all prayers written yeah. down. How yeah, many yeah, of us yeah. read through the Psalms right. and we find strength in that <clears throat> power in it? But, yes, mm-hmm. praying, just sure. being in the time. You may not feel it, but, man, I, I've lots of times, you know, the, the Psalm 145, you know, these Jewish people are beginning with this psalm. It yeah. says, I will extol you, my God of King. King. Yeah. I will exalt your name forever and ever. Yeah. That's what that's what you know. Praying without ceasing looks like. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so I think uh, because we aren't in a culture of prayer, that uh, our guard is down, and uh, a lot of this stuff just 
the Spirit's not speaking to us because we're not speaking to God. Yeah. Because uh, we haven't made it the priority. We have to spend time with the Lord. I, I will say that, like, the people that are fervent in prayer and in the Word are never like, oh, that was a waste of time. Never. Oh, I'm so sorry I spent all that time with the Lord, you know, like, <laughs> This was awful, you know. Right, never get to the end of their life. <laughs> never, never. Their life like, wow, what a waste of time. Yeah, never. No. So, yeah. <clears throat> obviously, um, you know, love and purity. I think a lot of times people are considering this like a a young people's thing, mm-hmm. right? And clearly, it's not. No. Um, you know, I've been married, and in July it'll be 15 years, right? I still need love. love. Thank you. <laughs> I still need love, and I still need purity Amen. in my marriage. Yes. You know. Um, even in my marriage, right? So yeah, yeah, I'm married. I need love and purity in my marriage, Absolutely. right? To continue um, walking this out in the way that it right. is supposed to be done. Um, and so I know people have had failed marriages mm-hmm. and, you know, people have had heartache uh, through the dating process or whatever. Um, and I hope that anybody listening to this doesn't receive any form of condemnation, you know, and I know that's probably mm-hmm. your heart too. Well, we're for sure. Yeah. Um, about if you haven't done it the right way, there's this, this saying, and I, I, I may say this sometimes, I can't remember how often I say this or not, but like there's this commercial that I always hear on the radio, and it says the best time to start a retirement plan was 20 years ago, <laughs> right? Yeah. But the second best time is right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Exactly. right? So the best time to walk in love and purity, Amen. right, was 20 years ago or, or back at the beginning, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the second best time is right yeah. now. Absolutely. We are, yeah, we're not even saying that you have to call it betrothal. We're not saying you have to call it courtship. We're just saying yeah, betrothal is yeah. what's in the word. Sure. If you're in a relationship or uh, you want to begin a relationship and it's for marriage and your heart is to have God glorified through it and the and and that's the core. Yeah. That's the core. It's not it's not the name. It's the heart longing. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. It's an inward an outward expression of an inward longing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we want to give a message of hope. Sure. It's not it's not condemnation. There's a message of this message is a message of hope, redemption, yeah. restoration, restoring the years that the locusts have eaten. It's not over. Yeah. There's yeah. still life in these bones, you know, dead bones rattling, you know. It's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, the bones are coming together. Yeah. God loves it. Yeah, he yeah. loves bringing broken things together and he likes restoring the relationships, the relationships that you you've had that are broken with your father and your mother. You know, I mean, I've heard testimonies of people who wanted to walk in betrothal, haven't talked to their dad in ages. They call their dad, little, you know, these young ladies and said, dad, I want you to be a part of this process. Wow. And the restoration. Yeah. The, the dad That's breaks incredible. down crying. Yeah. And he's like, he steps into his role. Yeah. And then the, it begins this whole thing. Yeah. Because a young girl was like, I want my dad to be a part of this process. Yeah. Well, it's the restoration of the fathers to the children, the children. and the children to the fathers. Yes, it's it's the spirit of Elijah that's going to yeah. bring the Messiah. Yeah. This fathers to the children, children to the fathers. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And so for obviously married people, you know, I mean, we're not old and forgotten. You no. Know? Um, you know, how, I mean, obviously you guys are married. Oh, know yeah. I mean? You guys are enjoying that process, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yes. Yeah, nine, nine years in June. Uh, we'll have been married, and um, that's also a part of what we really want to um, speak to and, and make very abundantly clear is that, like, hey, you don't, like, have all these um, romantic longings, you know, before marriage and then after you get married, you just put those to the side. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, no, marriage is the time to pour into that romance, to pour into uh, serving you know, the, uh, your spouse and, and dying daily. Um, but, man, with such... Such benefits, yeah. such um, a, uh, a heart connection, such an, a greater understanding of God's love, such yeah. an understanding of the the Father's uh, redemptive heart, and then the children, and then His love, our love for our children helps me understand mm-hmm. what the love of a father oh, is like. Tell me about it, yeah. And yeah. then, I mean, it's it, it just you know from what is it? It's like up and up, you know. It's like from good things to greater things it's like blessed to more blessed it's yeah, like yeah. there is uh the struggle i think is actually um can be uh even greater in a marriage yeah you know because especially a righteous ex- holy a right, covenant a righteous marriage. holy covenant marriage because the enemy's going to come against that yeah and this culture is saturated with lust and with um, things, uh, yeah, they're just pulling you know couples apart yeah a lot of couples you know sacrificing their marriage for a big house I yeah. mean, and cars, multiple cars, and swim because they got both got to work, you know, yeah, to have yeah, that yeah, that yeah, standard yeah. of living, and they don't ever see each other. Sure, and, and it's just that's not the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my encouragement is if that's you, 
get a house that you can afford yeah. one person going to work for and invest in that marriage and let her, let your wife or yeah. be a, at home make, uh, making a home and the husband uh, encouraging her in that as something that's so valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's such a valuable thing uh, for our, our women to be homemakers and be there for our children and us yeah. to be there for them. And I feel like, you know, so much. Um, you know, it's funny because we think as guys, you know, that our jobs were so professional and important, you know, and uh, I think C.S. Lewis has a quote that goes something like, you know, the homemaker is the pinnacle of professions and that every other profession is only to support the homemaker. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I believe it. I believe it. You know, it's, but like, it's true. It's home, right? Right. Home is where the mom is. You know, home is where, you know, the family comes together. It's uh, where the dad feels at ease. You know, it's where the children feel safe. It's mm-hmm. where the the real things in life happen. Yeah. The real things of life happen. Well, that's in the ideal situation, right? Right, I mean, yeah. Um, I think that there's, yeah, and there's so much out there, right, that mm-hmm. you know, can be addressed in that. Because I think when you talk about the ideal situation, anybody outside of an ideal situation right. gets feels that condemnation. Condemnation. And again, that's not the that's point. Not the point is point. to say that, hey, there's an example. There's a way. So if you put everything on like a good, better, best spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, uh, there's there's good, right? right? There's better, and then there's best. And I think everybody wants God's best. Yeah. And I think God's best for every individual is attainable. Yeah. Um, and... On some level, well, on some level, you know, brokenness. You know, no matter, you know, my mom, for the Hood family, you know, my mom and dad. My dad was a rape child. He came oh, into gosh. life, which as, is also just another like yeah, testimony, like, right? My my grandmother chose to have him, uh, despite her uh, parents, you know, uh, telling her to have an abortion, and, and so she chose that life, and that changed everything. Yeah, of course it like, did. Okay, so like it's that, incredible. That, that, like if you're thinking that, you know, your life's bad. You're thinking yeah. that, you know, you got bad situations. You know, my dad came from a bad situation. Sure. Abusive father. And he was actually a stepfather. He never knew his father. Uh, sharecropping, traveled you know, all over the world and, and uh, had to go drop out of school. And then, you know, my mom was pregnant at 16, had her first child and was married and divorced in two years. And at 19 had a, you know, that's the story of a lot of people out there. Yeah. Like that's, that's not something that is like so uh, odd anymore. You know, because we're victims of the culture that came before us. Well, but that message is a message of hope. Exactly. I mean, because how many sons does your father have? My, my dad has 12 boys and two girls. Twelve, So 14 kids. 14 children. And yeah. you're one of those. I'm one. I'm yeah. number four. I'm yeah. four from fourth from the top. And and so, yeah. And your father, well, I mean, he has a successful construction company, Successful right? construction company. Yeah, he, uh, he's got six Enough to raise 14 kids. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's success in my <laughs> yeah, eyes. I mean, right. I don't know how else you measure success, but yeah. that's... I mean, it's, you know. By God's grace, you know, and yeah. my mom and him are are together 36 years of marriage. Wow. 36 years of marriage from a man who never knew his own dad, had multiple stepfathers. Yeah. My mom's dad passed away when she was nine. He drowned in an accident. She never knew her father. Broken families. Yeah. And, and they married but they for have 36 a years. They have a father in heaven. That's right. Have a father in heaven. And yeah. he, he became so real to them. My dad, he didn't know that he wasn't supposed to, you know, like, he didn't know that. People say you're supposed to trust God. Yeah. But he didn't know that nobody did. <laughs> so he trusted him. Yeah. And I saw miracles in my family, you know, and yeah. things happen. I was, you know, paralyzed in my hips as a two year old, three year old child. My dad prayed over me and my, some um, missionaries from uh, Guatemala or Venezuela and uh, some elders from the church. And I was healed that week later wow, from an incredible. incurable disease. Yeah. My brother's cured from asthma. I had a brother that was born at home that was not breathing, dead came back to life i mean the father was moving because yeah. my dad had a simple understanding of who god was yeah a simple understanding and that's why it's so dear to my heart to get back to the elementary principles of the gospel yeah a simple mind having a simple mind is not a bad thing no. when it comes to faith yeah no, it's no, a no. simple thing it's like yes right. i understand that there's so much more to know about god and the torah and there's so much that we can glean yes but don't let it ever overshadow the fact that we were once lost yeah. and now we're found. And what does yeah. that look like? Yeah. What does it look like to be found? It looks different than those that aren't found. Yeah. And to walk in that with the fullness mm-hmm. and with a, an abandonment, uh, with a, a love for the one who has found us, who mm-hmm. has not only found us, but taken our place. Mm-hmm. I have a son. Yeah. I wouldn't give him for anybody. Yeah, and yeah. yet the God of all creation, the God of the universe, sent his only begotten son, that whosoever... Yep. would believe in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
There's such good news in this gospel. That is, man. That There's is. such good news for that gospel, and I think by remembering where we've come from, that testimony, it's so crucial to where we're going, yeah. why we're going, why yeah. we care about the Torah, why we care about Israel, why are we sitting here doing this podcast? Because we were lost, but now we've been saved. Yeah. There's salvation in the name of Yeshua, Jesus yeah. Christ. And that's why we're here. That's why we're raising children. Right. That's why we're talking about betrothal. That's why we're talking about set-apart relationships and marriages, because He has done great things for us. Yeah. Victoria and I are here to say He has done great things for yeah. us. Yeah. You know, it used to be that I thought that the biggest problem we had in our country was fatherlessness, mm-hmm. right? And to an extent, I think you can use data to empirically say that that is a root cause. Right. But it's really more than fatherlessness. It's really fatherlessness right right i mean yeah. we're talking Father God. people that have you know abandoned the idea that they do already have a father mm. and um you know <laughs> we're in the hebrew roots everybody you know watching this and and out there in the hebrew roots communities and whatever you want to call them messianic um are into torah and torah study and this little nugget of knowledge and this hebrew this and that hebrew that and uh, i think all of it comes down to just a basic fundamental understanding of who our father is you know whatever it is if it's getting you closer to the father then it's going to get you closer to his principles it's going to get you closer to doing things his way um Mm -hmm. you know one of the things that um that i think you know i touched on this already about you know having a standard um you know sometimes people deviate from what the holy spirit tells them and they know that that's sin right It's not just necessarily that, um, you know, it's sin for everybody, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? right like, yeah. You mentioned it's at the heart of the matter, mm-hmm. really, because it's it's the pride is in your heart. I mean, yeah. there's certain sins that God says are the worst ones, and they're inside, right. you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like you guys are, are on to something, you know. Yeah. I think maybe you've, you've kind of hit a nerve to what's in God's heart for what is the cure for all of mankind, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, whenever I, uh, I see people that are of, like, say, considered, like, more liberal denominations, mm. like your Presbyterians, your Methodists, but they're more, like, academic, scholarly mm-hmm. speakers, yeah. people that are uh, PhDs in some seminary somewhere. Right. Yep. So these are smart people. They're yeah, not absolutely. dumb. Um, and I, I see how they, they pick on things that, like, I would hold near and dear, mm-hmm. you know, within Christianity. Right. things that we're talking about, you know, standards of modesty, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, husbands and wives, you know, understanding their roles and working together. And that being something that we celebrate rather than something that we point at and say is a negative thing. Right. Um, these are all things that have to be modeled properly because there's been so many bad models, right? Yes. right? And so we have so so many bad models to choose from that we can mm. point at and say, well, you mm. guys aren't doing that anyways. Or, da, 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 right. da. Well, imagine a group of people that is, yeah, you know, right. um, that, you know, in a, a perfect world, right, uh, the husband is seeking after God yes. and fulfilling his role, right? And so for a, a woman to come alongside him, and fulfill her role, it's a lot easier. Absolutely. And yes. vice versa. Absolutely. When a woman is seeking after God and fulfilling her role, and a husband comes alongside of her, it's just so much easier. So much easier. Yes. So much easier. And there's a joy to it. And, right. you know, imagine when uh, a screwdriver gets to be used as a screwdriver and not as an ice pick or whatever. <laughs> it probably feels a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I was made for this, you know? Yes. Or a socket set, you know, uh-huh. whatever it is. Um, they, you know, you walking in right. that purpose that it was created right. for is such a different experience for that tool. Yeah, you know. Right. I mean, we have, you know, totally. Yeah, I, I think it was Ben Shapiro says like, how is it that we have convinced women that their greatest superpower is not valuable? He's like, right. they're creating people inside of them. <laughs> like nobody else can do that. They got a human being inside of them. That yeah. is amazing. You know, like that's the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. And why are we telling women that that's like, that's a problem. That's yeah. an accident. That was, you know, not supposed to happen. Inconvenient. Inconvenient yeah. to, to what? You know, yeah. that is the, the, that's life. Yeah, you should be jumping up and down. That's like, yeah, this yeah. is so awesome, right? God gives us life. He says well, he gives life. And to your point, right? And that's, you know, we're we're going to be running out of time soon, so I, we can't take every... We can get on Ben Shapiro and then, you know, take a <laughs> whole new set of stuff. But, you know, like you said, understanding a role and identity, yeah. right? 
and when your perspective is to treasure the ability to bring children into yeah. the world, oh yeah, uh, you'll bring fourteen of them in. That's right. right? That's right. Um, when that's a priority, and you've got your priorities aligned right. with the Father mm-hmm. and where things are supposed to be, right. um, you'll treasure that. And when we convince people in our society that bringing that, that you have this superpower, now that you have this power, to whom much is given, much is required, right? right? Mm-hmm. So then you understand that innate now responsibility built into that mm-hmm. and how it's um, it's not a woman's job necessarily always to be the protector of that, right? Because mm-hmm. then the no. man's job is to protect that absolutely, and to absolutely. understand it. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that we protect it is by having purity of ourselves. Exactly, exactly. Because what happens is, you know, every young lady, every woman, every grown woman out there is somebody's daughter, somebody's sister, you know, yeah. somebody's future spouse absolutely, or current spouse, yeah. you know, and they're, and we should be keeping that into perspective, mm-hmm. right? And you right. said this, I think one of you guys said this, yeah. I think in one of your talks, just that that's somebody's future spouse. Yeah. If it's not your future spouse, it's somebody's future spouse. Exactly, exactly. And you need to be p- keeping it in that perspective that, that you're right. your sister and it's possibly they're your sister, right. which, whoa. Yeah, right. It's my De- sister. They definitely back away from that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Protect your sister. You know, that's yeah. what the scripture yeah. says. It says, treat right. the younger women as sisters. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I was a young man, God just kind of gave me that. He's like, you know, Aaron, there may be 50 young ladies, you know, in this congregation. Look at them as if they're somebody else's wife. Right. Instead of your own. Because you'll be correct. Yeah. 49 times out of the 50, I w- you know, I was yeah. going to be correct. Maybe 50 out of 50. Maybe 50 in that out of congregation. 50. Exactly. Yeah. Congregation. She's like, there was. <laughs> but you know so like by having that ah okay got by it. having that um, mindset you are treating others you're not letting your mind go to a place where like obviously you wouldn't want someone treating your spouse like that yeah of course you want somebody treating treat him as a sister yeah no that's awesome wow so we've covered a lot um you know we're coming like i said uh on the end of our time but uh, we'll have to do this again at some point, I'm sure. You know, yeah, we'll have to get you guys making the circuit, you know. Right. Um, I'm so excited with what you guys are doing and that you guys are joining with Braden Tally. Um, Braden Tally been on here. If you guys uh, haven't heard that podcast before, you should go back and listen to it. Braden Tally have an awesome testimony. Yes. Um, and, again, you know, we talked about how, how getting into marriage works and then, you know, once you go from there and, and the decisions that people make before and then getting into a marriage with the full understanding and everything and how what a blessing that still is and, yes. and even more so in, in many circumstances and how that works and it's just so awesome you know so their testimony is fantastic so mm. i encourage people to go back and listen i think they give their testimony on the podcast um and then also um that you guys are joining with them uh with such an awesome testimony of betrothal yeah. um you know here at bait Tehila, we obviously believe in betrothal uh, people have so many. We've done podcasts on betrothal, so search betrothal on our podcast, and you'll find stuff in there. I think, um, I think Zach and I even did one on betrothal one time. Yeah. Um, you know, just I mean, God is betrothed us to Him, right? That's right. And, and He's coming back Forever. for us. That's right. Right. So we can see betrothal is such a perfect picture of what God intends for us. Right. Why wouldn't we want that for ourselves? Right. And if the spiritual and the natural mirror each other, exactly. Then we sh- and that's the Torah people believe, right? Right, yeah. That like, oh, we do these things, and then like they teach us spiritual lessons, and wow, you know. And we can go on and on and on. Um, so I think it's awesome. Um, but you guys need support, right? I mean, you guys are yeah. So you guys I still was, need to eat, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've been are you, less. do you guys have a plan to <laughs> stop eating a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've done done some uh, long term fasting. Um, I don't have one set. <laughs> I don't have one set plan. But you know, if uh, if the Lord, the Lord wills it, you know. <laughs> but you guys have four little boys, right? You've got a child on the way, which I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. You know, so we're kind of yeah, waiting to wait. figure that one out. It's just always exciting. Um, and I think if people see what you guys are doing and they're drawn to it, I think that they should support Love and Purity Ministries. And if they're drawn to it through this means, and they should do it in your name, you know. Yeah. Um, and so they can do that. Where would they go? They go to a website. They can do what? Call? So uh, loveandpurity.com. There's a donate button. You can click on the donate button. Um, you can stick our name in there. Sure. If you heard about it through us, and, um, and then we'll know that we're helping to contribute to the ministry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not a drag on it. Not so, draining it, yeah. Um, yeah, so Aaron and Victoria Hood. Got it. So Aaron, so they yes. just put that in, like, the comments yeah, or whatever comments. on yeah, the, the donate button. Mm-hmm. And then they can give 
you know, a lump sum, or they can also give like a one time monthly. or monthly. Yeah, we things uh, like that. We're, we plan on being there for the long haul. You know, I'm an electrician by trade, was for 10 years, Sweet. HVAC, yeah. um, my dad's family business, and then just wanted to give my myself wholeheartedly over to this and believe so strongly in the miss- mission. And and so we're there uh, working as uh, maintenance on the property, yeah. uh, trying to keep it up and going and running. And Victoria's doing some book work and stuff, so that's what we kind of do, the jail ministry and teaching and worship, and uh, that's what we do as part of the ministry. And now, and now on traveling the road, around, traveling yeah. and and sharing about the great things God has done. Yeah, and God has done some great things. All right, so loveandpurity.com, you can go there. Uh, just make sure you put it in there. And you know what I had asked you earlier about, like, a key verse? Like, what's a, what's a key verse for Love and Purity Ministries? The pure in heart shall see God. Yeah, Matthew 5, Matthew 8, 5 8. Yeah, which is uh, part of the Beatitudes. You know, yeah. imagine seeing God, you know. That's, I mean, that's what we really all want, right? Yeah. Imagine to see him. So yeah. um, why don't we pray out, and then uh, we'll go from there. Father, we just, we're so thankful. We're so mm-hmm. thankful for... Your covenant of marriage, we're so thankful for the marriage that you have with us, that you betrothed us, God. We're so thankful for the lessons that we can learn through your word and through life experience. And so uh, we just pray right now as a body um, for Aaron and Victoria, for their ministry, God. We lift them up, their children, God, their family, all the ministry that's going on all around them, Father, everything that they touch, Father, that you would prosper all of it, Father, that you would uh, bring heaps of of, uh, resources to them, Father, in every way. Uh, that everything that they need, because there's great vision, Father. We always know that you bring the provision, and then we're so thankful for that, God. And so um, we bless them, Father. We, we hope that you'll bless them. We bless you, God, for them and for our experience and, and just getting to see their example and hear their testimony, Father, and we just appreciate that. And we just pray all these things in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. 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 All right. So if you want to email me, it's Ryan at twopraise.net. If they want to reach you, do they have a way to email you? Or Yeah, you can do it at Victoria at loveandpurity.com or Aaron at Victoria, uh, Aaron at loveandpurity.com. And uh, that, that's an email that will go right to our box. Amen. Yeah. At Love and Victoria, because those words are Love interchangeable, and Victoria. right? Victoria. <laughs> that's right. That's so. right. for me. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Praise God. So uh, bless you guys. Have a great week.